At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. podcast my name's rob howard and today i'm joined by marcus hurley cool so uh yeah it's been a while but then uh the whole world's been shut down although the cinemas have tried to open uh some of them they just squeeze the door open enough for you to run through and enjoy like the fruits of their labor (laughs) well i mean i'm not being funny but the entire summer movie schedule has basically been tenet and bill and ted we should have done the summer movie wager yeah, yeah. Which one would have made more money? But you can't even gauge it by anything because, like, there just aren't enough cinemas open and not enough people wanting to go. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was both. It was quite busy. Uh, the time I saw Tenet and the time before when I saw it before that. Uh, and um, but when I saw Bill and Ted on Wednesday, that was just there was like me and one other person. Oh so. man. But, but it was right in the middle of the week, to be fair. So, but anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. I know you've been watching some stuff as well uh, in your uh, lockdown situation. But um, I'm going to start with Tenet because yeah, go for it, uh, it's go for the, it. it's a big movie. Uh, yeah. So this is Christopher Nolan's film that was supposed to save the entire cinema industry. Uh, it's not quite done that. Uh, the box office has been fairly modest, um, and Warner Brothers, as a result, are pushing all of their films back into like Christmas and New Year uh, because they need to basically have this run longer to give more people a chance to see it, uh, even if they should they choose to do so. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I saw this at the Everyman in uh, Chelmsford and they're pretty cool. Like they, they, they like you wearing your mask and you literally just walk straight to your seat. Uh, they won't take they won't deal with you at the counter or nothing. Uh, you just sit down. Once you're at your seat, you can take your mask off if you want. Um, and then they come over and you can order food and stuff from them. So it's a pretty seamless experience. Uh, so, yeah, I went the first time and I kind of let the film wash over me. In fact, at one point, one of the people in the film says, don't try to think about it. Just experience it or something. But essentially, our main character is uh, told that he is part of uh, is being recruited by an organization called Tenet. Uh, that he then has to basically do some Bond stuff. I can't remember all of the exact things that happen. I don't want to spoil it either. Um, But yeah, and sort of by the time the film kind of gets to its midpoint, things start kind of going the other way, like sort of backwards and shit. Uh, But they're going backwards and forwards at the same time, essentially. So you get some kind of pretty amazing uh, like... Uh, set pieces where you've got fight scenes where someone's clearly going backwards and someone's going the other way and then that may or may not recur later on uh but yeah it's just like it's pretty audacious uh there's lots of there's hardly any cgi in this it's all kind of done for real as he likes to do nice um and 
yeah, it's it's pretty much like a Bond film, but with a crazy Christopher Nolan twist. Some people have complained that it doesn't quite have the soul of stuff like Inception, but uh, I still really liked it. It's a real puzzle piece, and I definitely noticed things the second time I saw it. Uh, I th- so I, I think that's the problem with Nolan films, um, because there's often a big gap between them. They almost become, when they come out, they almost have enough time to snowball into kind of almost mythological status. And then the yeah. next one comes out and people go, oh, it's not as good as, like, you know, Inception, which came out so long ago, I'd forgotten what actually happened. Yeah. Um, I rewatched that recently, actually. Um, I rewatched still a all mind, of the Nolan complete films. Complete mind. <laughs> I, I realised I, 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 I had all of them on Blu-ray except uh, Dunkirk and Interstellar. So I, I fixed that and uh, <laughs> went through went through them all. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I love them. Oh, really? Uh, There's definitely a but, feel that he has, but they're all different in their own kind of slight different ways. And I quite like that. He doesn't, he isn't like a, a Brockheimer where this is what he brings and this is it. And, you yeah. know, you know, it's like a Tim Burton. Tim Burton's almost become a caricature of himself. He, he doesn't try to change. He just turns up, undoes the Tim Burton briefcase, puts the Tim Burton stuff there, then walks off. And that's yeah, and you know that, you don't get that with Nolan. He 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 tweaks each film slightly according to its subject, its theme, and you know the things that he's kind of obsessed with, which is primarily time. Um, yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, but I, I I love I love seeing what kind of, for lack of a better term, batshit weirdness he comes up with <laughs> to yeah. kind of you know fuel his films. Yeah, it's definitely something. I, I think I, I would put it in my... Um, I would say it's in my sort of top five of his. Uh, definitely somewhere. Not number one. That will always be Inception, unless he somehow pulls something out of the bag. But uh, yeah, yeah. Prestige and Inception are my top... I love top Prestige. I think that's a really good film. For me, you don't Pres- really want to work it out. <laughs> I haven't seen you that. So I didn't realise that was a Nolan film. I, I watched it a couple of times, and I really liked yeah. it. It's Ed Norton and Christian Bale, isn't it? I think uh, it's Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, that's it. Yes, it's been a and while. Michael I need to Kay. watch it. Of course, uh, Michael Caine as well. Yeah, yeah he shows up course. in Tenet yeah. as well. Yeah, he's in pretty much every one of yeah. his films. He's even a radio uh, plays part in Dunkirk. Of he's just on the radio. Oh really? Plane. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I've been watching Fantastic. a lot of Nolan and listening to a lot of Nolan podcasts. So, <laughs> yeah, that is a really cool uh, career. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, won't bang on forever about yeah, that. Uh, suffice to say, it's worth a look when it, if it does eventually find its way to home video or something. Um, yeah. Uh, so, what have you been watching, Marcus? Um, well, to be honest, we have a list. We could go for it in order, but yeah, we might as well. It'd be easier. Um, I grabbed the film sure. Project Power. Jamie Lee Fox, very weird. Netflix. Um, the world is still obsessed with the idea of superpowers, but in this one, basically, their superpowers are um, accessed via a drug. Basically, you take a drug, and it's a Russian roulette. You don't know what your superpower is going to be. Um, they even say in the film, you may just explode. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Um, it's a bit of a, gam- bit yep, of a gamble. It then. literally is Russian roulette. It's like you, going outside. Yep, you pop, yeah, in, at the moment. Oh, yeah. Real world. You pop this pill, yeah. and you don't know what your superpower is. But the thing is then, once you have your power, every time you pop a pill, it reinstates it. 
so it isn't like a continuous gamble every time it's it's sort of you know the first one's free to that's activate. your power yeah. that's your power though you yeah. don't get different powers uh yeah no you can't get different yeah you won't get different powers it's just this is the one it unlocks and then you fuel it by getting more and more and it's become a drug on the street and people are you know dealing and everything else and it's it was quite an interesting way of doing it it was almost sort of like um it was almost like Marvel versus Falling Down or or what's that film with um, Denzel Washington Training Day <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that yeah. sort of it's slightly gritty not necessarily cops but it was nice to see Joseph uh, Gordon-Levitt turn up because I've not seen him do anything for a while so he was actually in this um, with Jamie Foxx yeah oh yeah that's cool yeah no he, he, yeah I, well I watched him recently in um, Inception and Dark Knight Rises yeah but, but other than yeah, that, yeah. I've not seen him do anything, so it was quite nice. That was that was my main pull to it, actually. Um, not a bad action film. Um, I think it just does it does what it does quite nicely. Um, it builds a world, and you kind of think, you know, and it's quite cool seeing Jamie Foxx actually play a superhero role where he's not shit. Um, you know, as opposed to yeah. the uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two. But, I've got um, a lot of time for Jamie Fox. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I think it's worth yeah. a watch if you're looking for something a bit lighthearted. You know, grab a beer, chill out on an afternoon. Doesn't outstay its welcome, and it ends quite nicely. Doesn't need a sequel. I think it does its own thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, Netflix has been like that's where all the films are at the moment. Yeah, has pretty been much. pretty much all year long. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I did mention that I already I already mentioned that I saw Bill and Ted, so I just wanted to yeah might as well get get to that. Um, yeah, so this is the third one. I I had Bill and Ted week last week, so I went back and I watched Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey. Yeah. Um, but they're um, yeah, they hold up pretty well. They're still funny. I still find the yeah. whole. Um, the, 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 time the best gag <laughs> the best gag in the whole trilogy is uh, all you've learned is that Caesar was a salad dressing dude <laughs> I love it oh it's amazing but yeah no uh, the third one basically obviously it's about 25 years after the last one uh, uh, apparently I, I, I wasn't sure on this but apparently the uh, it was not crowdfunded but I think there was an element of that to get it over the yeah. line, to actually get it made. Um, so it is very much a film for the fans. Yeah. Um, and it references very much like the first two films. All of the characters turn up, many played by the same actors who are still alive. Sadly, Rufus yeah. isn't with us anymore, George Carlin. Although they do a nice little tribute to him. Um but yeah, the plot of it is basically like they still haven't written the song. Oh, man. So, so they get called up by the future and uh, then they they go like, like, we can't figure out how to make it. Let's go and go use the time machine, the letterbox, the post uh, telephone box yeah. thing and uh, go and steal it from ourselves. But dude, that's stealing. Not if we're doing it from ourselves. Like that's kind of style. <laughs> it's yeah, uh, yeah. So, it's Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's totally yeah, I, and, it, and it's quite good. Like I without saw, them acting, you know, they don't act too. You know, they're not doing that again. They yeah. they clearly older. Yeah, um, and so they've kind of got their daughters uh, 
kind of playing that role. Okay. Um, it's like their daughters are doing excellent adventure while they're doing another bogus journey sort yeah. of thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. They're yeah. doing Bill but and Ted put- dad force and. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. that's so- pretty cool because that, that kind of opens the door if, if necessary for a potential fourth film with the daughters. I don't know the ending yeah, of it. Yeah, doubt but it. But I, I doubt it because, yeah, like you said, this had to be crowdsourced to go across the line. They world. carry it quite well. I like those actresses. It's uh, Bridget Lundy-Payne and the one out of Ready or Not. Um, the one that's basically uh, gets mistaken for Margot Robbie quite a lot. Oh, okay. Yes. Samara yeah, Weaving. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Uh, Relation yeah, to Hugo? So- uh, I think she's his niece, oh. actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I did notice the eyebrows. Immediate... The, the sort of cranial yeah. eyebrow thing is very similar. Mr. Anderson. Anderson. Surprised <laughs> to see me? <laughs> God, I need to rewatch the Matrix. There's definitely going to be a Matrix rewatch coming up soon. Yeah. Because they're making a new one, aren't they? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's happening. Um, right. So, yeah, that's Bill and Ted. And I laughed a lot. There's some cool cameos in there. Sweet. Uh, Nice soundtrack, you know. It it is a bit of a mess, really, but uh, but it's so an are the original mess. films. That's the thing. It's like yeah. when you watch the original films, they are just they go all over the shop because that's the point. And it's kind of like yeah. the characters are just aimless, directionless. As long as it's non heinous, then it's okay, you know. <laughs> but that's the thing; they always have such amazing vocabularies. Yeah. You know, like, Dude. they're not stupid, actually. <laughs> well, they, you know, you think they're idiots, but they're not actually that stupid. Yeah. They're just like they're just rock and roll. <laughs> they're just in their element. No one else is kind of in that same element, but they're in their own element. Yeah, no, I just moved the order around because I realised there's just an obvious segue here to another dynamic duo Indeed. that you that you've revisited that, yeah. that also have done a bit of a shameless reboot. I so. know. <laughs> and I was yeah. going to say it feels it sounds pretty much like the uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which isn't actually a reboot; it's a continuation. It's um, I watched that on Now TV. More of a, it's like a Lego sequel. No, it's yeah. not. It's just a sequel. It's just it's, a sequel. It's a straight up sequel, but it's yeah. it's a generational thing as well because after the events of the previous Jane Silent Bob film, um, or oh, was it Clerks Two? I'm not sure. It might be Clerks Two actually, the last one that is based after. I can't remember. Yeah, but um, but yeah, he he um, he basically finds out he has a daughter, and this whole batshit plot again to stop Bluntman and Chronic from being rebooted. <laughs> so it's no, basically... it is a direct sequel to uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's, it's basically they're going to stop Hollywood from rebooting Jay, um, Bluntman and Chronic. Uh, so That's it's right. not a reboot of the film; it's a reboot of the film in the film. If you get me, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I gotta say, when I first started watching it, I, I, I almost stopped it because I thought this feels a bit, bit weird. It felt a bit sort of. I thought, is this just going to be rubbish? And then <laughs> it quickly just grabs you by the heartstrings. And I'm, I'm not as, I'm not as big a fan of Kevin Smith as you are. I'm not into the podcast and everything. I appreciate him and I like him and I think he's cool. But even I was grabbed, and that was it. I was full, full on board. <laughs> and I, 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 yeah, 
It's it's, it's like we we talked about it afterwards. It is shameless, utterly shameless. The amount of cameos in there, it goes through pretty much all of their films from the start. Yeah, it's like fifty-two. Yeah, people. He it's got insane. In. It's insane. I was at a show. I was at a live show of his, and he literally was trumpeting that because he had <laughs> he had like in the original he had like twelve or something. Yeah, because um, he was because he had a heart attack. Uh, he kind of like used his. Uh, yeah, the pity. I, he used, yeah, he got the pity vote, so he's he got guilt- everyone I in think, there. I think they mentioned something about guilt tripping stars into doing the job, and he, and yeah, he, and he, the thing- he plays like a Tony Stark dickhead version of himself, doesn't he? As well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The figures as well is, uh, yeah, he made it an easy sell by. Well, I mean, they shot it in New Orleans because tax breaks, but also it was the same weekend as Mardi Gras, I was actually there at wow. the time. Obviously, I didn't know where they were filming it and I wasn't, I was more just, <laughs> oh my God, I'm in New Orleans than yeah. where the fuck are they? Um, but yeah, they did, they did, uh, yeah, they were actually there at the same time. It was kind of freakish. So, uh, That's yeah. amazing. But yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, there's the, the Ben Affleck cameo, I think for me was the best. The bit where he, he, he talks about there's so many fans and they were so angry at my Batman and they were saying about, you know, the name of his mother the name escapes me and he pauses for a moment yeah. looks at the camera for a fraction yeah. of a second longer than he needs yeah. to and I just at that point I thought Ben Affleck you're a fucking god <laughs> <laughs> why aren't you doing more comedy it's just like he, he, yeah that's good I, I, I really enjoyed it I think it's it's a complete shameless um, fan you know fan fiction fan uh, appealing film but it's such a good feel-good film as well. Yeah, no, it's good. But that's not the only uh, Kevin Smith film you've seen, is it, recently? No, because after watching that, I immediately went and found Dogma. The best one. <laughs> the best. Um, He's interesting, peak, though. I, think. I, I had to find this on YouTube, and I, I don't mind saying this on recording, because it seems there's an issue with um, digital streaming rights on any of the platforms. And I don't I'm know how I've long that's that. going to go on for. It's basically due to the uh, Weinstein's involvement. Um, oh, I don't right. know whether there's some sort of backlash because nothing was organised or arranged or whether streaming services won't pick it up now or anything like that. But basically, they wouldn't allow it to go on Netflix or anything because I think what they asked for for it was ridiculous because they knew it was the gem in... Um, in uh, Kevin Smith's sort of, you know, film crown kind of thing. But there was some sort of dispute that was going on for so long. And, yeah, it's not on any streaming services, which is insane. Um, so I actually had to find a YouTube um, upload that had the entire film. And we watched oh, it's it on come that. straight up. Come straight up. It's the first thing you see now. Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? Because I think it? people are just, yeah. I had no idea this was a thing. I mean, I, I, I think I've got it. I thought I owned it on DVD. I might have to go to like a, you know, computer exchange or something and buy a second-hand copy or something before it just randomly disappears. It could be one of those films that literally slips through because everything's becoming digital. It could be one of those films that kind of inadvertently disappears. Yeah, but, it's a good it's a good rip of it, actually. Yeah. It's like I mean, 1080p. I know. It's good enough, isn't it? It's kind of like watching yeah, watch like an old DVD. Right yeah, I'm glad I've got it on, you know, yeah. this is a... I'm going to have to, exhibit to a copy. in the case for uh, tangible media, you know? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, by the end of that film, I was 
I I was I was thinking to myself, I I this film is still amazing. From the first time I watched yeah. it years ago to that day, oh, we we sat down and we were like, holy shit, this film is so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jason Mewes is like a really talented actor. Yeah, you can see why he's kept him around for so long. He can really like memorize the shit out of dialogue and yeah, you know, he's he almost like delivering as, cr- as shit as well. Apparently, um, he could someone... be in a Tarantino film. That guy, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's he, the thing. He can I, carry it. I think apparently because he he's now like sober and he's basically just on caffeine the whole time. Um, he is permanently just hyper. <laughs> apparently, in Dogma, he memorized not only all his lines but everybody else's as well. Wow. Um, yeah. No, he, he's he's a very talented guy. He just has a he just did have a very bad substance uh, yes, issue did, yeah. as well. Yeah. Cool. Which is anyway, now over. that's. Yeah, yeah, and he's been right. sober for a number of years now, like 10 or 15 yeah. by now, must be. Anyway, yeah, that's Let's all great. On. Yeah, so, yeah, I've, I've caught up on a number of films that I really wanted to get to that have been re- released recently. Uh, the first one was Host, mm. um, that, which is on Shudder. I and wanted to see is, this, I heard about this. It's Yeah, well, you can, you just do a free trial of yeah. Shudder. And, it's the yeah, lockdown no, it's horror good. film, isn't it? It's Yeah, yeah, it was all done uh, completely in lockdown. But it's very well done. Like we're talking full on, like things flying out of cupboards and stuff. Like it's demonic possession sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, or well, it's like a séance they do, and one of them like takes the piss, fucks it up, and then all of a sudden bad shit starts happening. It's 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 not quite an hour long, uh, okay. but I think that suits the format perfectly. Yeah. I think um, um, they said because uh, I saw an interview with them on BBC actually. And they said they wanted yeah. to be the length of a Zoom call or something like that. So that was oh, the whole right. point so, of it. That was why it's less than an hour long. It's like 40-something, yeah. maybe 50 minutes or something. Um, yeah, I mean, it's very much, uh, like, it's very timely. Like, there's many references to the situation we're currently in. Yeah. Um, or were in. It's like when it was full lockdown. Yeah. Um, and I think that alone makes it one of the most important films of the year. You oh, know? yes, definitely. Um, because it's sort of like, you know, I think I said, yeah, nothing really has captured the horror of lockdown. <laughs> Which yeah. and, and those are my favourite horror films where it's already horrific enough. Yeah. And then you add on other stuff to it, like The Descent, you know. Yeah. Potholing, already horrific enough. And, and then, then add Beasties. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and in this way, I know I'm maybe exaggerating things, but no, there no, is no. a certain I, I think, lockdown I think it's... has been horrific, and uh, you know, and anything that preys on that is just top marks for yeah. me. You know, I, I think really... I think it will stand the test of time because it is a it is a massive timestamp. I mean, there is there is no way of underselling how big an impact this thing has had. You know, the no. world literally stopped, and everyone's going to talk about this in time to come. Definitely. So, yeah, yeah. No, it's really, really well done. It's a pretty simple idea, but they're all they all act it all out well, and they 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 just grab every little kind of nuance or gimmick that you might have found on Zoom calls, Brilliant. and it's in it's in there. You know, um, yeah. I was actually put onto this by a friend of mine who I used to work with. Apparently, his friend is the director, so oh, wow. or had nice. something to do with it. But it, it's, it sounds like it was quite an undertaking. When you look at the credits at the end, it's like there's a lot of people involved, more yeah. than you'd think. Um, but yeah, no, love, 
lovely bit of work that was. Um, another film that you could probably time capsule away is uh, Mulan, because this was originally intended for cinemas, but was instead released on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I forget what they called it. It was like premium access or something. So Cinema price for... Uh... <laughs> For movie yeah well it worked out 20 pounds over here uh you you basically it's a bit clunky actually because i brought it up on my tv and uh i go to watch it and it goes oh you have to go to a website and then i went on to so i went then i went on my phone just because it's the easiest yeah. and then it wanted me to pay for it with my android uh, my google credit which i didn't want to do because that's for my youtube yeah so then I had to get my laptop out and buy it through that. See, that so, to me sounds like they've got the system working through the US because Google Pay is massive over there. Maybe it's, they just imported the same system over. and it's. I just don't think they've got like, it working on the TV apps no, yet. No, Yeah, so that was a bit clunky. And it's like, I'm trying to give you 20 quid for a film <laughs> that I can watch money. at Christmas. For, but in the interest of being a good podcaster... Yeah. I was like, fuck it, I'll pay it. Yeah. So, yeah, I watched it and, you know, it was pretty good. It was like, I mean, I could, like the presentation is incredible on Disney+. Plus. It's all like 4K yeah. HDR, just looks absolutely stunning. Like, why would I ever go to cinema when I could do this? Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I've never watched the original cartoon, so I wasn't really offended by any changes that they've made. And I know they have yeah. made some. Lack of songs and stuff like that, but... Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it was all based on a Chinese um, story anyway, which was passed down through centuries. Uh, so yeah. the idea of Mulan, basically, is there was a story, which, funny enough, I don't think it even originated in China. Um, I think they said it was even further back than that. It might have even been like a Westerner that was holding back people in a battle. Um, it was one of the first sort of warrior women referenced ever. Um, yeah, and I think the Chinese adopted that. You know how stories spread around the world. Um, and yeah. I think they adopted that, and there were, I think, four different Mulan stories, and they eventually became one. And there was the original version, and then Disney did an adaptation with musical and Eddie Murphy and everything of that. And I think they yeah. tried to strip the musical elements out and bring it closer back to the original Chinese story. Because there was a, a version that came out in 2009 or 2005, I think, which told the original story, and it was none of the none of the spit and polish. It was just fully gritty about yeah. how Hua Mulan went into the uh, general's army, became a general, rose through the ranks, and then basically at the end of it, I think she replaced her father. She went home, and then at the end of it all, put on a dress and carried on. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh no no that sounds pretty similar to what I watched yeah uh, I actually saw that and I was quite surprised how brutal it was obviously being Chinese cinema it was pulling no punches (laughs) yeah no it's got a cool cast I tell you what I didn't recognise Jet Li as the emperor because it came up with Jet Li I was like no that can't be really is he really that is he really that grey and old now obviously it's makeup but he looked. He looked like an old dude, like like really convincing old dude. So, uh, oh wow! Yeah, this, and uh, Donnie Yen's in there. Uh, you know, Jason yeah, Scott Lee, Lee is the main with the with the moustache down. 
Yeah, yeah. I just didn't recognise him at all. Just looked like really old. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but no, it's it's good. It's 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 proper Disney production value in that. Um, I I I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So yeah, we mentioned Ready or Not earlier. You you saw that, didn't you? Yes. Oh, good God! I have seen that. I have seen Hide it. Hide and seek. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. No. Never marry into a board gaming family. It makes you wonder what the Waddingtons would do. You know, <laughs> would you get two hundred pounds go round and then keep going round the house and hopefully not landing on like, <laughs> you know, a giant monopoly around the estate? And if you land on jail, oh, <laughs> is it a snake or a ladder? Exactly, or both. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically she. She's like marrying into this uh, this uh, family of of this gaming family yeah and, they, and then they they spin a bottle or whatever and oh, they I think choose she whatever chooses game. a card doesn't she from something like yeah, that yeah she chooses a card from like an old puzzle box and it's then, not entirely clear what the alternatives are really, no i think i think they were just like any other normal game but if the one card comes up and you know it's one card and the moment yeah. she picks it and she goes oh hide and seek and because you see like a flashback before where they're sort of counting and stuff and it's yeah. one of those films where you have to suspend belief because the idea that the groom wouldn't have told her but yet was so distraught at what was going on I was like well why did if you'd like her tell her why get married at <laughs> this house why not just go yeah. to a registry office <laughs> yeah absolutely but yeah it's all about the setup though and you just have to go with it yeah, yeah. like you say Good fun, it's, though. It's, it is definitely good fun. Um, yeah, what, what else have you seen? Um, uh, oh, oh, this was a while back now. Uh, Fighting with My Family. Yeah. Um, and this was on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is the um, film starring The Rock. And it's based on the, don't turn off now, uh, WWE wrestler Paige. And it's basically how she came from a wrestling family in Norwich, England, to uh, becoming a the WWE Diva Champion. Um, and it's basically just a, a biography, not an autobiography. Obviously, some bits biopic. are stylized. A biopic, yeah. A biopic yeah. on how she came to be and some of the trials she overcame. It also stars Nick Frost um, as her dad. Um, and it's quite nice because, as all of these kind of things do, it shows kind of the real people in the credits at the end so you kind of oh, see yeah, like yeah. you know you get the whole thing of oh that's the real dad and stuff like that but yeah no this this worked really because obviously The Rock being synonymous with WWF stroke WWE um, he was very much involved in the process of filming this and obviously he yeah, he's knows playing, he's playing he's literally playing he's playing himself, himself yeah and there's yeah. a part where I, I'm not ashamed to admit he, he becomes the Brahma Ball once more and I literally went oh in my seat it's a bit where he literally turns on the rock charm that you've not heard in decades and uh, yeah just tells them you know (laughs) he he literally lays into them with this really clever really funny bit of dialogue um but you know i think he knows the original wrestler page so a lot of this was pretty close to what's going on leaving out some of the um more brutal aspects that might have actually happened um there was a lot of horrible stuff that actually did happen but this was done in kind of like a more old school 
80s, not rags to riches, but, you know, achieve your dream sort of empowering yeah, sort I of was, style. I, I, I was really enjoyed about, it. Yeah, uh, yeah I was, it actually came up at the weekend because uh, I was saying about, I was trying to explain to a friend of mine how, uh, like, because I've been watching the Spurs documentary and mm. the football was on. And I was sort of explaining how, like, there's such a sort of obvious narrative going on with sport, both on the pitch and off it, that, uh, you know, it's that's why uh, films like that, you know, the Rocky kind of thing, yeah. have always been such a, you know, a an enduring sort of genre. Yeah. And so I was just thinking, what was the last film I saw that was a good, like, sports movie? And it's probably this. Yeah. It's it's the um, underdog as well, isn't it? It's she jumps into this whole boot camp thing, and everyone there is the Malibu chiselled, spoiled, rich. I've got heritage. My daddy's rich, you know. And yeah, and, she's you like know, a fish out of water. And she's just like I'm a grungy, goth weirdo from Norwich who rocks up, and they're all like, "You're not a Barbie." They're all like Hollywood babes, aren't <laughs> yeah. they? In that. And she's proper yeah. pink toothbrush material. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, and, and uh, yeah. Interestingly, this was written and directed by Stephen Merchant. Of nice. The, the Office, uh, Gervais fame. So. I, I, I got to say, I really liked the feel of the film. I when it finished, it left me feeling quite happy because I just yeah. thought it, it it cut off at a point, and then you know, regardless of whatever happens afterwards, it's not the point of the film to tell that story it was just yeah it was there to kind of lift you up and it does and uh i recommend it i recommend it to anyone even if you're not into wrestling because it's not it's not even about that really it's kind of like watching cobra kai you're not you don't yeah. have to be into karate it's not about that it's it's just a vehicle for propelling the story along and you meet all of these characters and stuff so it's definitely worth a watch it's just unfortunate uh, what happened to her afterwards. Yes, yeah. Is Which she no I don't think wrestling? the film covers. No, it I doesn't. I don't think the film covers, and I think I think it, a lot it, of motivation for this film happening was to sort of celebrate the achievement yeah, that she made. The fact that she even got in her, there, yeah, exactly. It's the yeah. it's the making it to it because, to be honest, the WWE is it's kind of well documented as being a pretty brutal place to work in. Um, it's yeah. quite cutthroat, and you know that's. That's another job for like a WWE podcast to cover, to be honest. We don't need to go yeah. into that because... No. Nah. <laughs> no. But anyway. No, it's just because I had to read up about it afterwards because yeah. I, I was just like, oh, what, like, why did I never hear of her? And that? I mean, I don't really follow it. I, I actually so, uh, watched it at the time when she became champion. Um, I did actually see that episode because I used to be ah. really into it. I used to book... Oh, wow. I used to, I used to book been. every uh, April, early April, April 1st off from work to watch WrestleMania. <laughs> cool. and I used to grab like shitloads of beer make hot dogs go full American for the evening and not come to work the next day I used to book the next day off and just literally watch a pay-per-view nice mental innit I was seriously into it yeah no that's fair enough I'd book I'd book off uh, <laughs> I'd book time off to play video games or yeah. watch I'd, I took it off to watch the Oscars once yeah like, yeah I remember you saying so yeah I mean I I, yeah. I stopped when it became a vehicle for sort of you know, political underdogging and stuff like that, where it was basically, yeah. I just thought this wrestling is entertainment. Stop making it about countries and stuff. You know, um, yeah. the US would lose a war game 
exercise against India and suddenly the Indian characters are villains next week in wrestling you're like this is clearly bullshit <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't yeah. have time for this <laughs> so I stopped absolutely um, but yeah Undertaker would always be my favourite though cool uh, Hulk Hogan for me I think yeah or, uh, well that's why I always Stone wear a tr- Cold. that's why I like a trench coat I think it sort of stems yeah, from that I don't era. know it's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it anywhere near as well as you though yeah Thanks for listening to the Not Watching Podcast, part of the Not Listening Podcast Network, where you can also find the Not Playing Podcast, where we talk about video games, and the Not Listening Podcast, where you can hear Adam and Co. talk about all kinds of nonsensical nonsense. You can email us at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet out or follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod. You can find the show notes for all our shows at notlistening.co.uk, and if you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, stay safe out there. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah, wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years, because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? (laughs) Yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.